we've been gone now we're back <laughs> welcome welcome to the black af1 pod i'm your host roy and you already know the illustrious reina hi guys oh my god it's lovely to be back we've been gone a while like when last <laughs> we recorded george russell had a won an f1 race that's how long we've been gone so so it's safe to say it's been a little bit of time huh <laughs> yeah it feels it feels it feels good it feels how have you been Roy? um you know i've been good uh i think life life has been good i got a new job i think i don't know if everyone on the pod yeah, knew that but i, I did like get know you had a in architecture but i mean like even if we come back to like in an f1 sphere it's been very interesting because i remember after my very first f1 season aka 2020 like i was itching to like come back to f1 and i was like looking for things everywhere and then after 2021 like what happened i was still kind of itching but it was a little bit offhanded and then after how that season ended i was like you know what I don't mind. I can wait. Um, and so I've still, I've been very excited for F1 to come. So I've, I've, I mean, me, I've been doing pretty well. Um, life is well. Um, so is this. How about you? How, how have you been? Well, seasonal depression sucks, which I don't know how it's affecting me when Nigeria's pretty much been one season for the last six months, but maybe it's a <laughs> spiritual thing. But winter seasonal depression has been kicking my ass. But also I've attended a lot of weddings, so that's been fun. But also, I hate seeing people in love, so that kind of sucks a little. Not all of you've them been, really in love, though, so that was okay. <laughs> you've been killing it with the looks at these weddings. Like, Yo, guys, looks. I slay. <laughs> One thing about me, I'm going to slay. But um, in the F1 sphere, I've kind of, I, would, I can confidently say, like, this is probably the first season since I've been watching F1, where in the off-season, I actively chose not to consume f1 content like my f1 twitter account was still active but like i was mostly in the dms and even in the dms only pretty much one group chat that consists of like a couple of my girlies and like we didn't really discuss f1 either just like what everybody was up to like two of them kind of spent some time together during the winter break as well so like seeing those pictures and like that was fun yeah so like I actively pretty much didn't know anything happening with F1 until last week. Like, I turned off my notifications. I, like, I did everything to preserve my mental wealth, health, mental health well-being. Because I feel like last yeah. off-season, because of the way it happened, I over-consumed F1 content. And I yeah. put so much faith in that season going great for us and bad for the other people based on karma when my 25 years yeah. of life should have taught me that karma doesn't exist and the yes. devil's going to win all the time. But like for some reason, and I feel like my, my sense of self and my confidence was extra inflated by like Lewis and Turter's comments in the right around mm. now of last season, like around like test pre-testing, all the, bad, the car like, vengeance, like, Oh, like my team don't make mistakes. So, like, I intentionally stayed away from all that information until last week. Like, I literally didn't join a space, didn't do anything. I was pretty much in my... Ah. 
for December, I was pretty much like in my football time, December, January. And since January is back, I've been on tennis. I'm doing my tennis fantasy. That's healthy for me. Like every week is kind of a reset in tennis as well. So even if my player doesn't do good, I'm like, okay, we have another week. We go again. We try again. Meanwhile, for F1, like no matter how high your highs are within the year, if the end doesn't culminate in the ultimate high, it still feels disappointing. And especially after a year that like last year that didn't have a lot of highs, let's be honest. Like surprisingly, like Bahrain ended up being one of like the most high highs. And it was probably coupled with the podium that we definitely didn't see coming with a shitty car and the double yes. DNF and the way it happened for Red Bull. That yeah. kind of definitely gave exactly. And then let's be honest, so <laughs> it went downhill from there. It went down very very quickly. Like very for the quickly. next like and even races where there was podiums and people were excited. I like winners, okay? Like, I'm not going to lie. Yes. I'm say, I yes. like personalities, but I like cocky. Conf- I like people who win, too. Like, it's okay to say you support winning teams. Doesn't mean I'll stop supporting yes. a person when they're not winning, because I'm a Manchester United fan. Yeah. We've not been winning, and I'm still a fan, but I am going to criticize accordingly. Like, you have set me up Shut with, like, out. a certain set of expectations. Like, you have set me up with success. Yes, and especially you when made me like, believe we're winners. And especially like okay, with like tennis now, Nadal's my guy. Serena is my ultimate go. And like, if Serena had a bad day, a lot of the times it was on Serena. So that mm-hmm. that gave me that, that that was like confident. I'm like, okay, she's human. She has a bad day, and I know the team comprises of humans. But for Lewis to be putting in consistent good days. And for them not to really be contributing yes. anything. And yes. let's not uh, forget all the sacrifices he had to, like, make. Yeah. So basically, whatever improvements they've made this year, like, we're yet to know. It's basically went up him. Like, it's three. him. Like, let's not even lie. Like, whatever comes out of this year is Lewis Hamilton. It's Lewis Hamilton. Whatever yes. at the end yes. of last year where they were scoring consistent produce... That's Lewis Hamilton, and nobody can convince me otherwise. Nobody can try and make another argument. He took the brunt of the sacrifices, the experiments, while his teammate was mm-hmm. being consistent. And he knew what people would say about him, and they said it. Let's not oh. lie. They said yes. it. And, like, yes. another reason I chose to basically detach from F1, I don't even really know what happened in Abu Dhabi, I'm not going to lie. I think Brazil was probably the last weekend I engaged in. Another reason I chose to stay away was because I knew, like, all these postseason, like, debriefs and stuff that, like, journalists put out, a lot of it would be hailing George Russell as this um, new Jesus, this superhero that has come and, like, he's beaten his idol or whatever. And sure, that's one side of the story. But the nuanced side of the story that a lot of people aren't going to discuss is that Lewis sacrificed any sort of performance and any sort of like chance to basically genuinely beat his teammate on merit for the good of the team and he did it and like so I'm not going to sit around and engage with people and consume that sort of content for myself because let's be honest as minorities whether as a black person in America or as a woman in a country that doesn't really look upon women or like 
the culture I come from is basically women sacrificing for men. That is literally my control, and that is literally what marriages are like. I am not about to sit around and watch someone I love, whether it's in the, like, sense of I don't know this person, but I love them and I support them in the way that I do, like, everybody, every athlete I support, and watch them be piled upon and compared to this white boy who basically did nothing. Like, I saw this tweet the other day that was like, what is the most mediocre, mediocre person, you know, that's just consistently average, just never bad, never great, just average. <laughs> and I, I literally, at first I was like, Perez. And then later I was like, no, it's George Russell. Because I, for one, can never pick out a single performance of George Russell that was like, great. That I was like, yes, I finally see what all those white people are talking about. I have yet to see it. Like, I've seen good performances that he's had, and I've seen, like, not-so-good performances, but there's never been, like, a trash performance. He's had, like, stupid mistakes, like, Imola behind the safety car in 2020, where he crashed, but, like, there's never been, like, the weekend where he's just been... Everything has just been average. He's just an average... He's just an average dude. He's like the Harry Styles of F1, just average, and everybody's just hyping them up for no reason. Well, that's fine, and... Rain is starting off with... <laughs> and that's fine. They're entitled to do that. But, like, I'm also entitled... Like, if there's anything a human being, or more especially yeah. a black person is entitled to, is removing yourself from spaces that you know will yeah. not benefit you. And I feel like that is what we, me, and a couple of my friends all did this winter break. And I was I was better for it, honestly. I was not on my phone shouting to people who don't know me, don't know my, don't even know my real name. Why am I fighting with such people in there? 2023 is a different year for me, honestly. I'm going to make with... my F1 content via this podcast. I'm going to throw shade mm. on Twitter. But I am not going to be fighting stupid people. No. Because did you see Anik is a Red Bull fan now? How can I be arguing with such stupid people? Yes. Yes. I saw someone said it, but then obviously I wasn't paying attention to the internet, so I was just like, okay, I'll find out about this when F1 is back. But there was something about him calling Max the greatest, and I don't know the juice. Honestly, I, 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 with him, with with that guy, and and for those who don't know, he's uh, on Twitter, he was one of the biggest Ferrari fans, and he loves to talk stuff for Ferrari. Let's just but say, I, I, in 2020 and 2021, he was like the biggest Lewis fan. Then in 2022, he was the biggest Ferrari Charles fan. And so let's just yeah. see what this year brings. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think he's just moving. I, he must like chaos and just being silly. Because I remember one time he was saying something and he was just, he could tell he was just, talking crap just to talk crap so i think he just enjoys stoking the fire and just being silly because there's no way there's no his entire twitter last year was nothing but ferrari everything was red yeah well that's <laughs> way and see but yeah this year i don't have the energy to fight faceless nameless people and like yes. let's be honest if you don't know my real name you're really not worth my energy that is my motto for F1, for navigating F1 spaces this year. Especially now, as you, if you're watching this on YouTube, if we manage to get it onto YouTube, especially now that I'm putting myself out there to be criticized and judged by like basically the worst app in existence, which is YouTube, and YouTube comments are always terrible and disgusting, I have no intention of like... There were some racist people in my DMs at the end of last year after space, and I was like, yeah, no. Sorry, I'm not here for this. So, I didn't so sign I take up it, for this. 
so I take it your your that was that was your how I've been doing it and also your my last season in review. <laughs> yes, okay, good. Yeah, that was my last season in review because I have nothing else to say. Like if I start, I will be insulting Mercedes MG Petronas. Yes, I know you for will. The next forty five minutes. So like that is my last season in review. You spent, you spent majority of last year doing that already so <laughs> no i mean i i grew so much with uh, pretty much like the last season i mean you know me i'm not a big fan of talking about other teams too much um but like red bull did what they needed to do and i feel like that's the only championship i will acknowledge to max Verstappen. to me he's a one-time champ um because the previous one didn't count I mean, and even then, you're right. You're right. I, I see your look, and you're right because um, cost cap and all that. But like, whatever, whatever. If the FIA wants to say that this, that, and the other, like, I don't have all the facts. But whatever, I'll give that to them. But they definitely will never have 2021 for me. Um, so whatever they did that. Um, honestly, the best thing to come out of it was watching Max and Checo's. It, relationship implode and seeing all the mexican fans turn watch it, on watch Red- him be a kiss ass again this year i'm trying not to no, swear because youtube because youtube doesn't no. like swearing Checo will probably like get back onto the good graces of red bull but i did see on twitter like red bull fans who were more of the white maybe even um dutch like variety talking bad about Checo. So regardless of what Sergio does to like appease the team and all of that, um, that riff may be there to stay. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see when we get to Mexico and see how the Mexican fans feel about Max, but I'm really hoping that that is a rift. Um, let's not forget that it was pretty much proven that Sergio crashed on purpose in... Uh, Monaco. So Okay, by the way, last year I won twenty two races and like I remember yeah. maybe five of them really well, maybe less. Same, I agree. I agree. And like annoyingly, um, one of the ones that stick is probably Miami because I feel like that was one, my that was my low of last year. Oh yeah, Miami wasn't good. I mean, I don't remember what race it was, but I know early on within like the first five races. I think Lewis went out in Q3. Oh, that no, no. That was, in Q1, that was Jeddah. That was race two. That was race two. Right. That was race two. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that was pain. That was really, really, that was really, really painful. I think he still put a podium out of that race, did he? No. One of us. was bad. Us we were out of the points, but George was in the podium. No. Yeah. But you know, that wasn't that race. I think it was like double but, out of the points, but it was a terrible yeah. race. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um... But yeah, no. And then with Ferrari, we learned that Ferrari, like some things are tried and tested and Ferrari will fail when they can fail. Charles showed out. Um, Signs, you don't like him very much. I'm sure you are enjoying him struggling. (laughs) Um, But but it looks like, and for fear of like touching this season a little bit too much, um, they got some new personnel on their team, so they, they could be doing yeah, more. We'll come back yeah, to that. Yeah, but, I doubt it. Ferrari's going to be Ferrari. <laughs> but just quickly, before you move on from signs, yeah, one thing I noticed yeah. about me last year was that because of, like, how, like, invested I was in maybe Lewis's performances and Mercedes, I was less, I less, like, like when Lewis is winning, yeah, 
I have more time to notice what's going on in other places because I'm like, eh, whatever, I can switch away and come back. He'll still be winning. But last year he wasn't. So I was quite focused on like our development. And, our, and I didn't have time for all these nonsense stragglers. I didn't have time for these people. And like, yes, people like on my way. And Sainz was just embarrassing. Like, let's just, in one word, to define his season was just embarrassing. Even his win. Remember Silverstone? How they basically gave him that win? (laughs) When I tell you this is why Ferrari can never be great, like, they can never be great. They're foolish. They're foolish. if, If Charles, if Charles that race had Max's mentality, he would have been cursing that team up and down on that radio. Like, it would have been not a good radio to hear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Do you have any other thoughts about last year, or can we move on to testing? Oh, we can move on. Yeah, we can move on to testing, because Lewis did the dang thing last year, and I'm expecting him to do it this year, too, so let's get Was to it. Was that supposed to be an Angela Bassett did the damn thing reference? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. No, okay, so how much testing did you watch? Is like twenty minutes maybe because testing wasn't showing on TV in Nigeria and oh. I realized please I don't have a job. I cannot be buying internet just to watch testing when everything else would be on TV. So I was watching on my phone for bits and pieces, but I was mainly just following like the live blogs and stuff. So I knew what was happening, but also I'm not really, I wasn't one of those who was like too excited when they like started televising testing. Like last year I was bored during testing, so I kind of watched, but if I have something doing, I'm not going to drop it to watch testing. Like, yeah, no, like, I don't I mean, have the time for that. Yeah, same. I watched maybe like the last hour and a half of day one. And what kind of, I was, I had a busy couple of days as well, coincidentally, we're testing, my mom fired half our staff, so I, I, I'm doing a lot of the work at home, so until she gets new staff, yes, yes, I know, Roy's giving me a look, yes, I know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm in the trenches oh, currently. You are a, a busy girl, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, um. But I will say that, like, for you to know I didn't watch testing and Haas didn't, clearly didn't do anything notable during testing, I opened on my phone the F1 app so I could have the list of drivers and constructors so we could talk. And I'm just now remembering that Magnussen and Hulkenberg are, like, in together in Haas. I totally, like, I totally blanked that Hulkenberg was back. Like, I don't know really I thought Magnussen was, like, but I don't know who I thought because I know Schumacher's gone because oh my god the worst part of testing was the amount of Mick Schumacher content on Mercedes social media they need to quit I don't know who last year's reserve driver was like I think it was a bunch of people but I have never seen this amount of reserve driver content being pushed since um, Cubita was giving millions of dollars to Alfa Romeo that's the no He's not giving us. He's not giving them that much money for them to be doing this nonsense. In fact, I'm pretty sure they're paying him, and then he's not paying them. Like, no, I don't want to see this man's face. He was what? Um, he was man. an F1 what? Two years? One year? One year? One year? One year. No, no, no. Two, two. two, two. I don't, I don't know. Was it two? Yeah, because he had. Because he. What's his? What was his first no. name? Uh, 
Was he Mazepin's teammate? Yes, here we go. Yes, yes, Mazepin. Yes. Okay, no, so I'm just going to say... I have no memory of anything positive Mick Schumacher did in his... In, in fact, no, not even do I have an, any memory of anything positive. I don't even have memory of anything bad. Like, just like that, his entire career has left my brain and doesn't exist. Like, his two years? I have more... Like, you know when you're just not that bad, but you're not that good either? It's like Lance Stroll. I have, like... I was, I'll say, I think the thing... Like when he was with Nikita Mazepin, everyone he looked really, really good because Nikita was really, really bad that year. Who and always so, said? Like, who always said? Oh yeah, you all you, you were on it. Look, that's why I always tell you. Like when when Raina says something, like even if I don't agree with it, I spend a lot of time thinking about it because she's probably right, especially when it comes to F one. Like she's probably right. So I believed you on that. And then last year. His biggest issue was, yeah, Kevin was generally faster. He started figuring it out at the end, but the real issue was he was crashing too much. Like he was like, not keeping that car on track. And Haas does and not have the money. Thing is when you give a mediocre driver a car that's relatively fast, they're gonna crash because the year before yeah. the car was so slow that like only Mazepin was capable of crashing. Like. You can, if you're going slow enough, you can keep it on track. And like, yeah. <laughs> he was also in that weird space where he wasn't really competing with anybody because he was lapping Mazepin, but like his car was so bad that he was way behind the others. So it definitely wasn't a metric because the moment you put him against an average driver, he got yep. swept up and they kicked him out. And I don't blame them. Like, I don't think Hulkenberg oh. is who they should have brought into their team because that's just nasty. But Reyna has a thing against Hulkenberg. <laughs> you have a thing. You're giving someone not one chance, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, ten. <laughs> and they've still shown you that literally you could dangle a podium in front of Hulkenberg's face. And he's going to be able to grab it. There's, there's so many drivers out there, young drivers and other things. Like, honestly, like, I don't know why. I'm now big on, I want Pat, Pat Award. Okay. In F1, I don't know enough about him, but I've seen his face enough, and he seems like a nice <laughs> enough dude. Like, I want to see him his face is cute, so like bring him in. <laughs> so for me, like I like Teo Porsche. Teo Porsche was like last year's runner runner up in F2, and I think he's a better driver than the winner Djokovic. But I don't want to argue about that. But even Djokovic, who I don't even rate like that, deserves a seat. At least he won F2. He deserves a seat over over Hulkenberg. Isn't he a isn't he a test driver yeah, on some and, team? Like, no, obviously, like, he's, no, he's up in, you know, Aston Martin's yeah, reserve driver. Aston Martin's and he's team. there, everything. Yeah. Well, obviously, and you know, Lance Stroll broke his wrists, apparently, on a bike. So he missed test. That's why he missed testing. Did you not notice he missed testing? Oh, oh. you think I pay attention to, <laughs> I pay attention to the big so, three? Djokovic is probably dri- driving this weekend in Bahrain. Oh, okay. Oh, shout yeah. out to him. Yeah. Have fun. Cause... Lucky, like, Landstraw yeah, don't need that money. Yeah, he's chilling with his billions. Like, we've discussed this over and over again. Landstraw has no interest in Formula One. This man is just chilling. This is his father. You know those fathers that will force you to live out their own dreams? No matter what you want. <laughs> Landstraw is an African father forcing you to become a doctor when all you want to do is be an artist. Just because <laughs> they didn't have it. I sacrificed my whole life 
I'm, a, I'm an immigrant. I work six jobs for you to go to school. And now you're telling me you don't want to be a doctor. Are you stupid? That's 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 the word. Oh my that's god. Okay. Quick aside, quick aside. I'm reading this book called what is it called? Here, let me tell you the name. Um Okay, while you're looking up is, that book. Stay with me. It's called Stay With Me by yeah. Ayobami Adibayo. And like there's this section. Ayobami Adibayo. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ayobami Adibayo. It's really, really good. Um, it's wild. It's a mess. You should definitely read it so we I'll can talk it about out. it. I'll check but, it out. Um, I think there's one point about where the like the one of the characters is talking about how like her her mother-in-law is talking to her husband about wanting a child and talking about how I brought you into this world and I did this and I sacrificed. You have to do your you have to do your responsibility in this. And I remember thinking about it. I mean, very much 2023 Western sensibilities, and I'm like, well, I didn't ask you to bring me into this world, did I? Yeah, but you can, I'll, obviously, I'll, I'll, I'll parents are all like that. My mom said something similar recently to her sister about how she didn't take shit from her kids because, like, oh, we sacrificed, we sacrificed for them. We stayed in like you stayed in like terrible marriage and whatever. And I'm like, nobody asked you to stay. I can go. I can go. Like, it's not that deep. It's just really not that deep. Obviously, there's more nuance to accept, but like, as a kid, that's what you always think. But yeah, Lawrence Fulbright, literally, I'm so convinced he is threatened to disinherit, like, remove his lance from his will if he doesn't drive an F1. Like, that's the only reason. Because you know that he just wants to be a baby boy. (laughs) He just wants to be chilling Um, on a yacht in Dubai in a tongue. That's literally... With his fine little bed. No, but I think, but they apparently had a really good testing weekend. But okay, I have okay. taken, like, okay. I have taken the stance from Reina, and my stance is testing means nothing, and I don't care as long as you don't look terrible, like really, really bad. I could not care less. Like after like, I was testing, I was I, like, okay, I, Mercedes, bruh, this looks bad. It doesn't look terrible. Like you're not gonna be last place, but this looks bad. This doesn't look championship winning. But this, yeah, I'm kind of like, okay. This is an improvement on last year. Yeah. And let's see where we go from there. Yeah. Oh no, the amount of hype I'm seeing for Aston Martin is ridiculous. Because all these people taking testing seriously, I tweeted something on our account. Let me see if I can find it. But yeah, like there's people who are out there like taking testing so fucking seriously. Talk about we're in the mud, we're this, we're that. Oh, there was like this picture of like Mercedes engineers and drivers and Toto all talking like outside their paddock, and people were like, uh, and the journalist, can you imagine, accredited journalist that tweeted it was like, oh, meeting with everybody and Mercedes, oh, like a <clears throat> bigger meeting at Mercedes with Wolf, the drivers some engineers after day two, which was not according to the plan. And I was like, if y'all really think they're going to come and discuss all their problems outside, then you feel stupider than I thought. Because in, 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 yeah, in public space in, for in everyone. To public for the whole time to know that they're having problems. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not that scary. And then there, that there was like, I think this was like on day one, I think, or day two. Williams yeah. was like the third fastest team and people were like, oh my God. And I was like, if you really think Williams is the third fastest team. That's on you for being stupid. That's not anybody else. That's not any, that's on you for being stupid. Now, I'm not saying Mercedes are going to win the championship, but I'm saying that after Bahrain, if y'all want to panic and insult people together, I will join you. 
But at least let, was... us, let us have competitive conditions first. Yeah. And yes, I will say... No, no, f- no, finish, finish. I will say, I will say if by... Like, if by a fifth, even a quarter of the Spain. race... You know what I always say. Spain is when you if, don't. Spain is when you if, don't. If Mercedes is, like, really, really close to Red Bull and Ferrari, it's... Because the, the one thing I've seen about our team is that when it comes to, like, upgrades, figuring out what the car needs and figuring out, like, where to go, we have been better than every other team, period. Like, even Red Bull. Red Bull is great at developing a phenomenal car that's really, really good and really, really fast. And even their strategy, to an extent, is probably better than ours. But when it comes to actual car development and then real star talent, which is Lewis, um, we're better. And so if we're we're much closer this season than we were last, and then on top of that, um, we also are closer to... Like, it's a wrap. Like, depending on then, I'll be like, yeah, because... All we need is Lewis to be close. 2021, Lewis you know had a worse car. There's a reason they're paying him $40 million a year. And you know why that is? Because he's a game changer. Game changer. Yes, sir. Game changer. So That's what I'm going to I'm say. very, I'm, I'm excited. So, yeah, I don't, I like, I don't like, but I was happy. What's up? And all I'm saying is, I have a feeling George Russell is going to be stupid this year. And I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I have so many insults ruminating in my brain. So many clips ruminating in my brain. <laughs> Did you see the drama of like Lando Norris punching the wall after like they had a bad run in testing? In testing, this man punched the wall in their motorhome or whatever, like their area. Yeah, oh, and his that's hand exciting. was like bruised. I was like, dude. How old is he? 20 something, 20, 22, 23, maybe. Okay. Like, he was the youngest before Yuki came along. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't care too much about because his teammate is Oscar, right? Mm. Like, I don't know who I want to fail more or win more. <clears throat> I don't care about either of them. I want Landon Norris to lose. I hate Landon Norris. I know you do. <laughs> I don't like it either. But like, if 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 Lando loses, because here's the thing: if Lando loses, a we get to be happy that he lost. But then Oscar is gonna be like the biggest. Oh my gosh! Because everyone already and thinks Lando. Fine, is but, but Oscar is not like ever. egotistical and like he doesn't do that annoying little self-deprecating thing that like, um. That um, thingy does. Lando. Lando does. Yeah. Oscar's kind of like you know a pancake that a white person made. Not too much flavor, <laughs> not much going. But he's just it's an unproblematic, unproblematic. Like he's not white bread like Latifi was, but he's just kind of there. Like he doesn't have too much of a personality, but he's, he's kind of funny, kind of cute. Like not too many problems. Right. And I like that. I there like we- that. When you haven't proven yourself yet, it's you need to chill. You need to relax. You need to breathe. See, my problem with Landon Norris. Oh, God, if I could flog that guy. There is no reason. He is literally drunk on the hype that he people around him have given him because nobody else has yeah. hyped him like that. He had those first yeah. three races that were really good in 2020. 
And you know British media. Mm, next coming. Next Lewis Hamilton. There's nothing they didn't call him. I'm like, we know this guy. We've been known. We've been known. He's not all that. But you know the best part about Lando losing to Oscar would be? It would just show how bad Daniel Ricciardo really was. The way you still found Daniel Ricciardo uh, slander time. Wow. He is kind of like the mixture back of Red Bull. Why am I seeing his face in promos and shit? No, bye. He will still be <laughs> on the paddock without a new smile. And now that he's not actually driving, he can do his comedy full time. But I just know his little skits will be on the on the Twitter all the time. Which is why I thought we got rid of you. So apparent so before this, I was on the internet looking up for just Formula One things and news, and apparently the new Drive to Survive season, which I have not watched and wasn't planning on it, but now I think I might. I'm not watching. Um, <laughs> no, apparently they go into the drama around Daniel Ricardo. They have Zach and I think even the old uh, uh, Cyril talking about how I, I told you not to. Oh, Cyril? I told, I think, yeah, somebody says, I told you not to trust um Zach Brown. So it seems like it gets a little spicy. Okay, I need you to go watch on our behalf because I'm not giving them a view, but you give them on our behalf and then I'll watch. Yeah. You can debrief me. I'll find the episode and maybe I'll tell you just watch this one episode. Um yeah, no, I wasn't gonna watch. I didn't care. I don't I don't want to see Max winning. And if Max is saying, okay, I'm gonna be part of Drive to Survive now, they must have done a really good job in singing his praises and Deriding him, so okay. I, so that was a thing that know. happened over the winter break, yeah. Yes, just like I think Max said that maybe like a week or two ago. Okay, and I'm like, okay, you know, this how we know you're trifling as her. This is how we yeah. know you, you, you ain't shit. You're just literally, oh my god, he's just a toddler with a temper tantrum. Because yes, the moment we knew things would be looking good, he's like, yeah, I know I called you guys useless, hypocritical, and all that, but come true, come on, video me. <laughs> Come on, video me I my think, gold boxes and my gold yeah. underwear. Like, no, fuck you. Yeah, that's it. That's literally it. It's 100%. He didn't, he was whining. He was throwing temper tantrum that they didn't show him the way he wanted to be showed. And now that they're probably showing him how he wants to be shown, he's like, okay, it's good. I'll be out there. And he probably, I like, somebody. Nelson PK is in Drive to Survive. Like, there's a clip of him. I d- yeah, well, yes. There's no way he's probably not in it. And also Kelly, I'm sure she might be in it. I really don't want to watch the show. I might just look up the episode they talked about. Sorry, I'm just gonna pause right here and be like the best part of last season was when this shit came out about Kelly, like the racist stuff, and then there was that her Spotify playlist that was called Black with the Devil Emoji. Gosh, it's such a she is Kelly is probably the crazy part was that playlist was fire. The playlist was it had all the good tunes, it had niggas in Paris. Of course it did. I mean, Kelly just reminds me of the white women who really want to sleep with a black person, but won't marry, and their parents are racist. Let's just specify and use the word, the white women who fetishize black men. Like, let us just say what it is. Let's do a spade spade. And let's just be honest, there's so many of them on Twitter as part of Lewis Hamilton's fan base, and... This is the year I will begin to deal with them because if I see nonsense, to be honest, I already started last year, but those are the kind of people I'm ready to fight with, to be honest. Like, I'm done. I'm done with you using the fact that you're a Lewis Hamilton fan to cover your colorism and your racism. And 
Oh yeah, yeah, this one, yeah. You can call those people out. That's good. If they're actively only pro Lewis and anti everything else, then anyway, that is an aside. That that's 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 side chat test. Um, I don't know what else happened during testing. Sorry. Oh, testing. Uh, I mean, like our car broke down, hydraulic issue. But again, like literally, when that happened, like. The entire Twitter, I had to log out. People were like running around and like, like they were like, it's over. These people are not about a car. A hydraulic issue. I love this behavior. Like, hydraulic issues happen like on a regular yeah. day. Like, that's, that's literally it's not the first day. <laughs> but you know what's funny? Yeah. Oh. The way people were acting, no, it was sad. But I could just tell that so many people hadn't watched test, like, only started paying attention to testing when they started televising. Because yeah. pre-hybrid era, by the way, pre-2014, breakdowns were so common in testing. Like, yeah. so breakdowns were so fucking common in testing. Like, the 100 laps a day thing that people do now, when Mercedes was doing it at the beginning of the hybrid era, they were like, wow. Wow, madness, commerce, consistency, like, and I definitely think part of new regulations, like, 2014-15 would definitely, like, cause with less reliable in testing than, like, the end of the hybrid era, because that's just what happens, you test things, and, like, the way the car was driving on the first day was definitely different from the way it was driving on the second day and the third day, so you could tell they were making changes, and, like, the day Lewis had the, was it George? The day George had the hydraulic issue, like, Lewis drove the car in the morning, and it looked different when he drove it in the afternoon. And same thing on the third day. Like, you can clearly see they're making changes to this car, which is why it is called a test. And I know there were some worries when they were like, oh, they didn't know what caused the hydraulic issue and blah, blah, because the center broke. And obviously that's sad, and, like, that's on them. But, like, some of the alarmist behavior needs to stop. Yeah. No, I agree. And I mean, that's why I said, like, I think part of even this testing episode I wanted to do was I knew both of us wouldn't watch testing too much or even put too much emphasis on it. And so I kind of just wanted our testing episode to show, to be like, hey, guys, testing happened. Cool. We don't really, we don't really care because the only thing you can glean from testing is either if it's horrible average and like positive mercedes never like pre last year like and every other year before that they don't do they don't do that many performance runs in testing they do more of laps 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 like performance yeah. runs like, and i think performance runs where they were trying to get quick times were so rare so that one like lewis yeah. did on end of day three is pretty much what they do like they wait till the very end and then they they put out a couple, and that one looked okay. Like it looked good. Like I saw a thing that said like it was three and a half seconds faster than Verstappen's quality time in Bahrain last year, and it was still a second. No, no, no. Sorry, it was a second faster than Verstappen's quality time in Bahrain last year, yeah. and it was, and it was three also and a half seconds faster than Lewis's time in Bahrain quality last year. Which for me is all I'm looking yeah. for. Like at this point, we already started the regulations with a bad car, and to be very honest. You don't fix bad cars overnight. Yeah. Because you you think you're doing development in the off-season, and I'm here for a reality check, so is everybody else. You can't yeah. expect the people ahead of you 
to stand still while you develop your car. Obviously, you get to a point where, like, you've gotten the maximum out of that car. If you don't innovate, then okay. The person, like, the person at the top, so, like, Red Bull, for instance, if you don't innovate, you get them, you get to, like, where you really can't get more out of, like, the way that car is designed, and people will catch up to you. Yeah. No, and, and even that, um, kind of, like, how Mercedes does more laps, laps, laps. Um, me, as an athlete, obviously... <laughs> I was waiting for you. Yeah, there you go. I was waiting. It's 2023. We are done with that. You are not an athlete. You're a podcaster and an architect. <laughs> no, but I know. When I, when I used to run, I remember if I got to a track, I would never just focus on running as fast as humanly possible. I spent a lot of time like getting my body warm, doing longer stuff, just stretches, and then maybe a few quick stuff. And this is a human body and that's a vehicle. So like, I'm not going to like say there's any parallels, but I think they're Mercedes, but especially Lewis, because Lewis has developed that car since he's got there. Right. He understands there's real value and seeing how this car can run long, because whenever we watch Lewis race, we always see that at some point he'll get to a place where he just looks like he's chilling. Right. He's just driving. But that's because he has a plan and he knows I got to get to this. I got to get this car to a good, fast enough pace so that when it's ready time to attack, I've saved my tires. I've saved my car. It's lighter. All this. And I think that's what Lewis, whenever he's testing, he's looking if he can get the car to a good place where he can drive it back and forth. And the problems are at a minimum. And so. I am not a racer. I. I've never driven at a high level. And so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even. So I'm not even going to come here and try and say what Mercedes should or shouldn't be doing in testing and what a good testing is versus a bad testing. As long as our car isn't breaking down constantly and it's just not terribly off the pace and our drivers don't look annoyed, I'm happy. And I mean, obviously it'd be better to be kind of like where Red Bull is, where amazing reliability and also speed, right? As great as that would be, as long as like we have solid testing, they're getting feedback and we're moving forward, let's get it. What's up? <laughs> oh, can I speak? Yeah, 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 I'm waiting. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just remembered when you said where Red Bull is. Let's not forget last year, Red Bull didn't have no problems like that, like that in testing. And suddenly in Bahrain, boom, kaput. Double DNF. Double DNF. Like, Double DNF. I, and like, I think people are more scared now maybe because yeah. testing is only three days. But when testing used to be two, two weeks, um, teams always used to say, it's better for it to happen in testing. It's better for the, that used to be like their motto. But because testing is three days now and it's yeah. televised, everybody's so scared because you really only have three days to make sure you have your shit unlocked. And I get where they're coming from, from like the team's perspective. But I feel like as fans, as fans you cannot give yourself high blood pressure over three days. Yeah. On top of that, I think an engineer somewhere said, um, if you don't have problems and testing you should be worried because it's going to come out somewhere else like i they they're like we are in the world where oh you've made something it needs to work and they're the actual people making it and they're like yeah there's no such thing as making something that doesn't 
mess up, that doesn't have issues, that doesn't have problems. And so if you're doing testing and you're not seeing them, they're going to come up somewhere because those, and I feel they like always... It's always, it's all good and well to like test it in like, test it in like a virtual <laughs> world. But as Mercedes showed last year, okay, the wind tunnel is telling you you're great, but the track's telling you you're shit. So like, yeah. start yeah. working towards something better. Like, you have yeah. to fix up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, no, I agree with all of that. So I think just moving into kind of like closing out on this, I think it's a promising year. Um, not even, let me not even say that. That's probably two steps that's in the probably, right direction. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. That, yeah, too many assumptions on that one. Big, big steps in the right direction just from where we were last year to where we are this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we move into our predictions, I mean, we kind of lightly touched on it in terms of like wait till Spain and like the fifth race. Um, and it, what are, what are your kind of predictions? I mean, for our team, obviously, but if you want, if you care to expand it to the grid, go for it. Okay, I'm just going to point out that this year Spain is round eight and Spain is not till June. Wow, okay. So I'm going to say Miami is round five. So. Oh. Wait till, okay. I guess, Imola is round six, so wait till Imola. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Imola. I was going to say either the race before or after, because oh, Miami Baku's is not round four, so Baku's always a good race to know if you have problems. I yeah, like Baku. I, I like Baku. Oh, I actually chaos, drama. I like, love Baku. We don't really do well in Baku like that, but I still like it. Like, the F1 I fan really in me like loves Baku. <laughs> I love Baku. I know people don't like it. I really like that race a lot. I love Baku. <laughs> I love, I, okay, love so, the, I love the tight, the twisty, the dangerous. Like, yeah. I love the, I'm not going to lie, I love the dangerous. Like, all the talk about get rid of stars, but so I'm like, mm, mm, inject, inject it, inject it. <laughs> no, especially because, like, with, with Baku, I, I get why people don't like Monaco, and the only reason I like Monaco is because it's historic and it's scenic, but, like, Monaco is actually boring. Baku, even though it's still a street track and it's hard to overtake, like, like once you qualify well, there is still a, like because it's so like dangerous and wily, there's still a lot of chance for overtake and people course. making risky moves. You can't do that and, in like, Monaco. People putting a Leclerc, <laughs> like, bruh, like, Baku is fun. Baku is fun. It's good old fashioned racing. Like, I like that. I love it. Monaco, on the other hand, oh my God, they can dump the whole race into the sea. Like, dude. I've never met a more boring race. 2021, I fell asleep during the race. Last year, I don't even know. No, last year, Miami. Miami, Miami they said they've made changes, so let's wait and see. But Miami was terrible last year. Do they still have that, like, weird, like, the fake, the faux, the faux, the faux boat where like there's a fake yeah. marina and then there's boats on top of like just hard surface that's painted to look like a marina. Yeah, it's like permanent now. Anyway, but Have yeah, been so to any I mean, races this year before we get expectations. No, I haven't. You're so last minute. You're so last minute. I am. I'm also trying Bring to like out save some of that architecture money and go to Vegas, baby, Vegas. <laughs> I I actually need to talk. I had a few friends who we were thinking of like renting out like a room in Vegas, but we haven't talked about it in a while. So I need to like talk about it. Like, hey, talk about it. Talk about it. Hey, I want to leave vicariously through you, like Facetime you and be like, "I'm on the strip, baby." 
I want to go to that race. That that race looks fun. Montreal. That's a good track. That is, but I don't think and I it, used to. I used to always be so excited to go to like Canada race, but it's not high on my bucket list anymore. I don't know why. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, moving into <laughs> predictions. Um, yes. Okay, we're just gonna do a quick one and not like in depth like we did last year. Um. What team do you think is going to be bottom? Bottom? Let's see. Or like two teams, or like however many you think is going to be in that lower, like Q1 yeah. cluster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me think. Let me think. We have Haas. We have Williams. We have Aston. We have Alpha Tower. We have Alpha Romeo. I'm going to say <laughs> Williams. <laughs> Williams or Williams, I don't want to say Williams or Haas because that's way too one note. Should I give mine? I'm gonna say Aston. Okay, Aston like I don't know who's gonna be bottom direct, but I definitely know Alpha Tauri is gonna be in the mix. That's my bold prediction. I just feel like they're gonna have a terrible year. Like their lineup is not the best. Was it like Sonoda has speed, De Vries has Art. consistency, but none of them have both. And I just yeah. think, and I don't think we saw enough of Yuki like reining in some of the tendencies to like do stupid shit last year. And I think it's gonna be a bit of a pop for disaster. Bumpy bump ride. Yeah, no, interesting. I think Alpha Romeo uh, might also not do too well. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I can see that. So then, what about we know who the top three are more likely than not going to be? Um, best so, of the rest. Yes, who is best of the rest, or even the top two of the rest? So four Can and I five. Just give, from my heart, from my heart, it yeah, has to be my yeah. has to be Alpine. Esti bestie, and he's got yes. rid of that demon teammate of his, <laughs> and call it for Esti bestie to. Show some moves. And I, I don't know if you've seen, but Alpine have this marketing strategy because I follow Esteban on Instagram, even though I've not been keeping up with F1, I know what they've been up to. And they've been making them go to things together. And I know it's Alpine. There's no way these people are suddenly friends. And the moment they saw Ray, they've been going to basketball matches, um, snow oh, stuff. Oh, really? All through, like, all through the winter break. And I'm just oh, like, huh? the moment they get on track and they actually start to race each other again, <laughs> I hope I hope I hope they I hope they have I hope age has fashion drama. Like the moment they come out of the car, they're looking to punch them. They're like, where is he? I need a French temper yet. Yeah. Bro, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Like that's probably the thing I'm most excited for this season. Um I think Aston Martin is gonna be just the Alonso curse. I think they're gonna have a good car, but they're not gonna end up with good results. That'd be great. I I would I would hope they're <laughs> the best outcome. Yeah, the car is good, but then the results are just yeah. <laughs> I hope he's just unlucky. Alonso is still a good driver, so I just hope he has mm-hmm. horrible luck. That'd be yeah. great. Good car, yeah, horrible uh, luck. The is... engine's gone. The gearbox is gone. Oh, the suspension's gone. Yeah. Too sweet. I'd love it. And imagine talking about we're gonna for three years too. Oh, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I'm gonna probably say Alpine and McLaren as well. Okay. What's your prediction for like the Haas F1 partnership? 
Um, I mean, I think they'll be fine. I don't. I don't. I think they're too. They're they're too old to really be fighting. Um, like I think Nico and Hulk. Nico and Hulk. Not Nico. <laughs> Lord have mercy. K Mag. K Mag and Hulk are gonna be fine. I think. Like, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Maybe they're friends. I don't know. I've, I don't. But like, I I don't see them I having. I don't issues. care about them. I don't care about them. Yeah, I don't think inter team is going to be a dynamic, like a crazy dynamic. But I do think they do have beef though in the past. You know that, yeah. Really? Yeah, no. they have beef. Don't you know that famous video of like one's doing the interview and the other one taps them and turns them around and starts insulting him? Oh yes, yes, yes! Yeah. I have seen this. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope they. I think, you know who I think is going to have the most drama? Norris and Piastri. 100%. Yeah. And only only if if Piastri is good, like good, good. And it's only going to happen if Piastri is better than Lando, not if Lando is better. If Lando is better, he's going to be. But once he's losing, his real white side colonialism and descendant side is going to come out. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So, um, top three teams. What order do you see them finishing the season? Uh, realistically, or no, realistically. In my hope. Realistically, realistically? Yeah. hopes and dreams. We already uh, know. <laughs> realistically, right now, right now, right now, it's gonna be Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari. Okay. And how do you think they're gonna start the season? It's gonna start Red Bull. Ferrari, Ferrari Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know what Purely I think, though? The... My prediction for this top three is I think the winner of the drivers, his team's not going to win the championship. That's what I think. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Red Bull winning... Verstappen winning the championship. Or Lewis. Depends. And Mercedes winning the constructors. Yeah. I agree. I think. I think... If, and like if, even if Ferrari if somehow have the best car and they win drivers, there's no way they're winning constructors. Like they can't just put, they 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 can't get this shit together. Yeah, no. It, it, I, I think this season, Mercedes season hinges very much on how quickly they can adapt and make their car competitive first to the Ferrari. Like they need to be able to make Ferrari not be an issue. Right, they're not battling to get to second. They need to make it where they're second. And the sooner we can do that, the sooner we can fight, at least for the construction. And then also, I Lewis- feel like a key is also like getting points, like where, like, let's say they start the season behind Ferrari, but they're getting more points as a team than Ferrari, which is possible. Yes, because yeah. Carlos Sainz exists. Exactly, but I mean, but even beyond that, Lewis is the best driver on the grid, and. And and George Russell, I think, is you can argue as good as Max, or maybe a little bit less, but he's certainly better than Sergio. And um, what's nice. Fine. So if our car is second best, there's no if our car is hands like com- comfortably second best, there's no way that Lewis and George consistently lose to Sergio. And so if Max's car is just good enough that he can always edge out and always win, then it will it could be Max winning the drivers and then we win the constructors again. Which if we can get to that point bodes nothing but really, really good for 2024 because we're consistently upgrading our car. We'll just have to see what the FIA try and do with like rule changes and like 
places to keep Mercedes down. <laughs> but I'm I'm excited. I think I think I think constructors will probably be Max Lewis George or Max Lewis, Lewis Charles. Charles. It's gonna be. It, it'll all depend on how 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 our car is looking development. Because I don't see Lewis this year being like, all right, we're doing. I'd, I'm doing all the burden for testing again. I don't no, think Lewis is gonna like. Not. Speed Especially speed. like if they start off like better than last year. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Final question. And, yes. What are your predictions for Bahrain? Qualifying top three, mm-hmm. race top three. Qualifying top three. I'm gonna say Max, Charles. Sergio, okay. I wanted to put Mercedes in there, but I'm not confident yet. But, uh, but, uh, but the, but the podium, I'm gonna say Max, Charles, Lewis. Yeah. I think Lewis yeah. is just a good racer. I think for qualifying, I have Charles. I think I, I think Charles. I think Max. And. I think Lewis. I th- I I was fighting I was I was fighting between Lewis and Sergio as well. And then for the race, I think Lewis. Oh man! <laughs> I think Lewis, George Perez. No, no, no. Lewis Perez signs. Okay. Lu- I think they're gonna crash out. By the way, that is why this prediction is like that. Yeah. Okay, but I like think, let's be I think Charles is gonna come into the season with blood hearts and regret like a lot of the times last year when he wasn't aggressive. We are overdue for that because we yes. didn't get that once last year. We are so overdue for that crash happening because it never happened last year. And it should have. Like yes. how did Max not have a major crash except with Lewis? His car was way better. Anyways, finally, I would like to say that my wish for this year, other than Lewis winning everything and anything, is for us to have more Black F1 content creators, which is why I would like to shout out my friend, Rude, who just started TikTok, F1 TikTok. I'm not on there, but just because of her. And I know that place is very white, which is why I'm intentionally away from there. So can you guys follow her? Her username is PrincessRude44 on tiktok and That's trust me her opinions are spicy and she's very honest and she's only done the one video but i'm sure maybe by the time this comes out she would have done something else hey yeah. shut up shut up for it all right close yeah. us out okay close us out okay guys yeah. we're back better than ever and we're hoping to pump in consistent regular fun content we love you guys so much. Thank you for joining us. Once again, this is Black AF1 Pod. I'm Raina. This is my co-host, Roy. We love you. Bye, darling.